On this week's episode, we jump into a topic around fighting temptations. I think I really think for my fellas, you're going to enjoy this episode as we get into the conversation around how to prevent temptation from robbing you of your life purpose. You're listening to The Joshua Mentality. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Joshua Mentality. I am your gracious host here, Joshua Washington, and I hope you're having a wonderful hump day thus far. If not, you got two days left, so let's get this thing turned around, all right? That's a lot of time left to finish it up strong. Uh, Speaking of weeks, though, this is week 25, which means we are officially at the underneath the halfway mark now. Last week, we were right on it, and now we're right underneath it, so... Whether that excites you or makes you want to cry, you know, let it out. Whatever it is, <laughs> celebrate it in your own way because we are moving right along here. And that leads me to those of you who may be joining for the first time. If this is your first week kind of tuning into the podcast, I want to welcome you and say that if you are not familiar with this podcast, let me give you a little bit of a rundown as I like to do every week. This podcast is about life purpose and specifically living out and moving towards that life purpose every day or living it out, you know, walking it out every day. Something that's very important and I think is is worth encouraging you every week to continue forward. So if you're into that kind of stuff and you like being reminded how awesome you are, you are in the right place. All right. Now for this week, I got to start off with probably a (laughs) <laughs> a few disclaimers, but before I get into those, something funny that happened this week that I want to mention for no other reason for, than it's entertaining to me. So hopefully you might find some entertainment in it as well. Uh, as you know, we just celebrated a holiday weekend, which those are always fun, especially if, when you can get an extra day off work. If, if you if you work somewhere where they they uh, what do you call it? Observe the the Fourth of July weekend. I think all companies do, but not all are closed. Uh, But if you were blessed enough to have that time off, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, My wife and and I and our our son, we did as well. But one of the things I found to be hilarious is is during my off time or downtime, I I like to participate in a few petty uh, dramas. And one of my favorite places to observe the pettiness is an app known as Nextdoor. Now, if you're not familiar with this app, this app is represented by all of your neighbors in the, in your na- in your relative neighborhood. So, if you've never even downloaded the what's the well WhatsApp, if you've never downloaded the Nextdoor app, and uh, you like getting a good laugh every now and then uh, for other people's drama's sake, then I highly encourage it. Um, it's something that it's not Facebook. It's not. It's kind of like Facebook but it's more centered and more real because it's your actual neighbor. So (laughs) this, I'm telling you that for a reason this weekend, as you know, one of the, one of the ways that Americans like to celebrate the 4th of July is with fireworks, right? It's been that way for a while and will I'm sure continue to be uh, the, the case on a yearly basis. But this year I got to say felt a little bit different this year. It felt like because the pandemic was last year, I felt like some people didn't get a chance to express themselves on the 4th of July as much as they would like to. So they made up for it this week. And (laughs) that to the displeasure 
of my neighbors. So they were going off on, on next door. One lady in particular, she said, uh, I know I'm sure the Declaration of Freedom happened on the 4th, but I'm also sure that it wasn't signed at 930 at night. So could you all please stop with the fireworks? So I just want you all to be reminded of how boring my life is at times. So this is what I do to entertain myself. And by boring, I mean boring on purpose. I think that's how I, how I keep my life as peaceful as it is. All right. So there's your petty politics uh, story of the week. All right. If you are, regardless of what side you're on, I just enjoy the entertainment. All right. So I just want to say thank you. That was my whole purpose of that. Thank you all for the drama. In other news, this week's episode, we're going to get into a nice uh, conversation today. I'm excited about this one because we don't usually go. Uh, this is kind of off the beaten path a little bit for us, but it's still centered around life purpose. I think it still has a great impact on the topic of life purpose. So I think the first disclaimer of this episode is for my lady listeners. Now, if you are a TJM tribe lady listener, I need you to know that while this show is all, you know, usually geared towards the fellas, this episode, you might feel like it's a little more geared towards the fellas. Now, that doesn't mean that you should stop, you know, playing this and, 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 and not listen. If I just want to put that out there just in case you are not into uh, conversations that are heavily focused on <laughs> kind of male issues or, or man issues, I should say. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to check out if, if you if you um, aren't into that kind of stuff. But we're going to get into a talk around temptation. And I think this is something you can get something out of as well if you are one of our lady listeners. But I did want to give that disclaimer. The second disclaimer is this actually was sparked uh, during my morning time in devotion. I was reading a story that I've read before, but I don't think I've gone through this story since starting this podcast. So it really ignited some thoughts in my brain that I want to share. And so the second disclaimer is if you're not a believer, if, if the Bible is not a book that you look to for guidance or wisdom, uh, I want to let you know that I think there's still something here for you today. Um, you don't have to be a believer to get something out of this conversation. I just think if you are a believer, it will accelerate uh, the results and the the just amplify this message more or this conversation more in your mind. But you don't have to be. I think either way, you'll get some out of it. So with no further ado, let's jump into this conversation around temptation. Now, the first question that comes to mind is what is temptation or how would I define temptation? And I think the best way to define temptation in regards to our life purpose, because today's episode is titled Three Temptations Men Should Protect Their Life Purpose From. And how and, and when we define temptation, I would define temptation as anything, anything that would distract you from your life purpose, I would define as temptation. Anything that would distract you and prevent you from fulfilling your life purpose, I would label that as temptation. Okay, is that a fair enough definition? I hope so, because that's what we're going to work off of. Now, temptation, some symptoms of, of temptation we're going to get into. But I think when I read this this morning, I thought, man, that is so true. And it was around, it was, it was talking about 
when we are most susceptible to temptation. And that is no other place than when we are vulnerable. There's no other, you know, heightened moment for us to be susceptible to temptation as we are when we are when we are uh, exposed. And when I say exposed, I mean when we are in our most vulnerable state. So think about when you're tired, when you are lonely, when you are, you know, hungry even. I think we, we, we can even go there. Uh, <laughs> you can even go there even. But physically, you know, emotionally, when you're, when you're stressed out, when you're uncertain and you're, you're, you're kind of under pressure of making big decisions, all of these are examples of, of opportunities for us to be most vulnerable and susceptible to giving into temptation. I hope that makes sense because that's very important to understand before we even get into like the top three uh, temptations that will really affect negatively affect your life purpose. Before we even get into that, it's very important that you understand what makes us vulnerable to temptation in the first place. And that, that answer to that question is vulnerability. That's what makes us you know, most at risk. Now that vulnerability can, can carry out in one of three ways or all three. And that's what I want to get into. And these are in no particular order, but I am going to go one through three because I want, I want to kind of jump into these briefly before we head out. But the first one, the first area that you need to look out for, and this is probably the one that is most common mentioned, commonly mentioned when we think about temptation and that's the temptation of physical needs and desires. The temptation of physical needs and desires. Now, most people, when they think about that, the first place their mind goes to is like sexual, sexual desires. Because that's, you know, those are usually the physical needs and desires that are often uh, even, even glorified, I would say, in like the media and stuff when we talk about temptation. It's usually eye candy or the forbidden fruit. You all with me? So do you get you know what I'm saying? But I, I want you to look at the full spectrum, though. Physical needs and desires. Physical needs can be this. It can be as simple as, hey, I'm working on controlling my anger or controlling my, you know, temper and attitude. But because I'm hungry, a physical need and desire, I give in to the temptation of getting upset or getting an attitude or, or or lashing out. Come on, where are my hangry people at in the audience? So when you think about physical needs and desires, it's not all just, you know, sexual temptation, although that is a big one, and we're going to talk about that here in a second. But I want you to know the full spectrum. Physical needs and, and desires, all of these you're going to hear on this episode, they all have something in common. They all take things that are natural because food that's a natural thing that's a natural need and desire sex that's a natural need and desire but the interesting thing is temptation always always takes the natural need and it exploits it and it, and what it does is it it kind of stains it and makes it an unnatural kind of execution of that of that need for instance, think about it this way. When we think about physical needs and and um, desires in the form of like sexual desires, what makes that temptation so strong against our purpose? Well, 
when we are pursuing things like, say, sexual desires or, say, uh, not able to control our our temper, that robs us from the ability to to be to have what I call sober thoughts. Because temptation, one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest, how can I put this? One of the the biggest challenges with temptation is that it creates what I like to call fog in our lives. F O G. Fog kind of in our minds and in our decisions. And what that does is it robs us from clarity. So, for instance, fellas, think about when you are in a relationship with a young lady and she is just beautiful and and that temptation of the physical need and desire kind of kicks in. What you will often see in society is when that temptation is when we give in to that, what it automatically does is it, it puts the relationship in a higher kind of light and frame than what it really is. It adds artificial substance to a relationship or it adds artificial or it robs, I should say, it robs us from substance from our future relationship. So if you're in a relationship, it adds artificial substance. If you are single and given into physical desires of sexual desires, and that can be through pornography, that can be through um, just lusting after whatever you're looking at when you when you see a woman. If, if you're single, then what it does is it, it takes away from the substance of your idea of what real relationships and intimacy looks like. Now, I know this one all too well because this one is the one that um, I experienced in my life as a young man, uh, probably the most just because of how I was I was brought up. Um, and not and I don't I don't want to I don't want that to come across as blaming that uh, for why I turned out the way. But that had a great impact. And that's what I built my decisions and habits off of. And that's what I want you to take away from this. So, man, I, I mean, that was a lot. Let me see. <laughs> Where can I? Let, let me wrap this up so we can move on to the next one. So, when it comes to physical needs and desires, what I want you to know is that it is so important that we tame these areas in our life. And I know that's not an easy thing in an over-sexualized, over-stimulated even from the food perspective, you can't go, you know, a minute watching TV without some kind of food ad that pops up. And it's usually not the healthy stuff that makes you want it. Same thing with the sexual desires. You can't really watch a movie or a commercial without there being some kind of stimulation. But it, but let me tell you, man, if we don't tame that, we get caught up in seeking that above our purpose. We get caught. A natural desire will become the the main and primary aim of our life and sex food uh, even you know physical uh, your, your physical uh, what do you call it even your physical appearance none of that was meant to be the primary aim none of it because all those things they pass away they, they all will at some point it doesn't mean we shouldn't care for those things or, or want to have healthy you know uh, relationships, healthy, you know, eating habits, a healthy, you know, physique. That's the word I was looking for. It doesn't mean we shouldn't long or desire those things. It just means those things, when they become the primary aim, that's when we've given into temptation. All right. So kind of long on that one, but I think that one's probably the biggest one, especially for men that we are facing right now in our society. I tell my wife all the time, men are targeted much more 
than 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 you ladies even know. I mean, I I think this week I got this weird text, uh, you know, on my phone, and I saw it was a bunch of other men like listed on, on the text message, and it's just it's targeting. It's targeting to try to get you to click on things, to fall into a portal, and and fall into temptation, and totally have your primary aim from your destiny, the one that God gave you, to this natural desire that now becomes the primary aim. All right, so. All right, I mean it this time. I'm done with that one. The second one on the list of, of the temptations that will rob you of your life purpose or that you should protect your life purpose uh, against, that one, the next one is power and possessions. Power and possessions. So what do I mean by power and possessions? That is the temptation to long for things, to long for things, and let's just start with possessions. When we think about possessions, I remember uh, for me, when we were house hunting, kind of for our first home, I had never bought a home before. And honestly, I never thought about it until I got older and when well, I shouldn't say older until I got more knowledge in my financial literacy bucket. All right. That's when the light bulb, when it really went off around buying a home. And I'll never forget. It started off as really wanting just the big home. I would go look at the most expensive homes, the homes that were that were, you know, had all the nice stuff in them. And they were just, you know, way out of my price range. But that temptation, that that longing for for uh, just a big possession. Now, when I really sat down and thought about this, the reason why I wanted that was not because it was something that I could a afford or b something that I really desired or knew how to take care of. When I really got down to the the why behind it all, it was be, it was all about validation. It was all about having this big possession so that I could say, look at me and look what I have. And this is just one example. But the temptation is not in wanting a possession. Remember we talked about natural needs, natural wants. A house is not, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting a house. But what makes it unnatural and makes it tem- temptatious is when we want the po- we want the possession so we can look like we have more power. So we can look like we have or like we, we are either better than someone else. Or, or we use that the possession to fill a void of of inadequacy. Or to, or to use the possession to add value to our life and really that value there, there is no real substance because a house, you can lose that tomorrow. And if that's represented as your possessions represent who you are, then that's that's fallen into into the temptation that will rob us of our life purpose. Because when we when we live a life based off of our, our possessions and they give us power or make us feel powerful, then we we make ourselves vulnerable to those things being taken away and, and us losing ourselves because we never really knew who we were. We identified ourselves based on what we have. The power that we identified in our life was based on what we possessed. And fellas, this can be true in relationships as well. And I didn't even plan on going here because uh, we talked about this kind of in the first temptation, but this I see a lot with men and, and their outlook on relationships where they will look at a woman as a possession. Have you ever thought about that? And that and that becomes your entire existence. 
because that's what makes you feel adequate. That's what makes you feel valuable. That's what makes you feel like you have power. And then oftentimes what will happen is men will, will feed into that temptation and they will become power drunk. And then that's what makes men become controlling. And that's what in the worst cases can even make men become or not make men, but but lead to men becoming abusive, whether it's verbally or physically. And that's the, the slippery slope of temptation. That is the slippery slope of, tempt- of the temptation of possessions and power. And I want you to protect your life purpose away from that. Because you're not you're not measured or you're not your value is not measured, I should say, by what you possess. Your power is not generated by what you possess. So uh, if no one's ever told you that. I want you to know, brother, you are valuable because of what's been placed on the inside of you. You have to know that your life purpose is what makes you powerful. The, the possessions that matter the most are the, is, is the goal that's been placed on the inside of you. The gifts, strengths, talents, the dreams, those critical life areas that, that and, and the leadership that you've been called to in your community, that those are the things you want to possess. The possessions that are that are most valuable are the are the internal possessions, the possessions that are rooted in character. That are rooted in great leadership. And I've had to learn this. Like I told you, there was a time where, where I didn't really I didn't I didn't think that way. And so you do what you know, you see, you do what you see on TV. You want to have the nice car. You want to have all the money. I used to tell God, man, if you gave me a million dollars, I I do this, this, this and this. Then I realized, man, you're not even managing the $10 you got. So how do you think more possession is going to bring you more power and more, you know, good, good will or, or, or good leadership? No, no, no. You work on that stuff now. Work on it when you don't have the possessions, when you when you don't feel like you have the power and more will be granted to you. All right. So that's number two. We're getting late in this episode, but I'm going to keep pushing. Hope if you're all right, if it's all right with you all, we're going to go a little bit late today. The third one is. One that I don't think is talked about enough, but it is very, very common. And the third temptation is pride. And pride is, boy, a tricky thing. There's a proverb that says pride is the it comes before fall. In other words, it's kind of the one that pride is what ushers in the fall. And, and when, if you're not familiar with what I mean by the fall, think about it this way. For every before every man has his great failure, it's usually pride that comes before that great failure. And it can be pride in, in the in the context of, oh, man, that that will never happen to me or pride in the form of judgment or pride in the form of misjudgment <laughs> or, or pride in the form of, of narcissistic behavior. You name it. But this temptation is. I think one of the most dangerous out of the three, because this one I would say is the, the silent temptation. It's the one that kind of creeps up on you and you don't even realize it until it's too late because I don't, there aren't that your typical man does not long to, to just become a prideful, then, you know, grow from pride uh, growing that pridefulness from 
just, you know, being maybe a little bit arrogant to being a little bit narcissistic and then to being just, you know, an out an outright, you know, maniac, <laughs> just just smothered in pride. That's that's usually your, your typical man. That's not the goal. That's not the plan. But what happens is when we talk about the temptation of pride, what what usually happens and, and where men usually fall um, susceptible to this temptation is when there is no guide in that man's life. When there is no lead in that man's life, because pride is really the lag measure of a life that is not led well. And by led well, I mean the greatest thing a man can do is find something. I always tell you all my, my something is my faith. I don't know what that is for you, but the greatest thing for a man that a man can do to help them avoid this temptation is to have a true north. To have a true lead in their life that always centers them back to the, the good fruit, which is humility, which is kindness, which is self-control. Those are our, what I like to call like the anti-pride within us. That's what kind of keeps that pride at bay. Because I can tell you, man, some of the most, even, even one of the biggest symptoms of pride is hatred. And if you look around in our society today and you think about this third temptation, and you think about how it's showing up in our communities, how it's showing up in our media, how it's showing up in every facet of our society. A lot of it, much of it is driven by pride. You know what makes two people sit down and have a conversation that are on opposing lines but never hear anything the opposite one says? Pride. You know what disallows us from having uh, empathy and having compassion towards the broken, to towards those who have had uh, experiences that are not like ours? Pride. I think about a lot of these conversations between black and white communities and and I and I just hear things like, oh, you'll hear one side say, well, well, black lives matter. And the other side will say, well, all lives matter. And and, it, and, and to me, I'm just sitting there thinking, well, both are saying the same thing. But one side is saying, hey, this is my experience. This is what I've experienced in this country. And it hasn't been fun for me. And it's been it's been uh, an unpleasant experience that that I haven't had a chance to really vent about or no one really seems to care about which makes me feel like my people or my, my skin color doesn't matter. And then you have the other side that says, well, that's just nonsense. All, everyone matters. And you see that cycle of pride in there? And then the tables turn. And you have one side saying, well, just because something that your ancestors did, that means all of you are bad. And it's just a fight of pride and pride. And what you will notice about this temptation is it never, it oh, well, let me say it this way. This temptation always leads to unwanted casualties and innocent casualties. And we've seen it. And I'm afraid we will continue to see it if we don't get a hold of this third temptation, which is pride. Now, that was more of a global look, but I want you to think about these three areas within your life personally. Where are you being tempted in, in these areas of physical and and uh, physical needs and desires or possession and power or pride? They all start with P's. I just realized that the three P's. Where, where are you being tempted at in your life right now? 
Maybe you're being tempted in all three. Maybe it's just one that's kind of standing out. Here's what I encourage you to do, though. I encourage you to do the audit, to take this conversation. I went long just because just so I can get to this portion here, because I think this is the most important part, which is the application. I, I need you. I, I implore you to really consider where are these areas um, most present in your life, because if you're human, you're experiencing in one of the three. We all do. So, that, so that's normal. I want you to know there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also important that you really, truly analyze where these areas are popping up in your life and how often, how, you know, prevalent are they so that you can get a hold of them and not miss out on the success your life was meant for. Because these will rob you of your purpose or they will tear down the great work you've done in your life. Okay? And I don't want that for you in your life, all right? So, sorry about going a little bit long today. I usually try to keep these around 20 to 24 minutes, but today's conversation is, is a, is a uh, I think, an important one. And so we went a little bit long. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please be sure to like, uh, comment, subscribe, you know, tell a friend, um, and let's continue growing and moving towards our life purpose together, all right, y'all? So I'll see you here, same time, same place, next week, reminding you, as always, that success is your destiny.